0: Welcome to the family I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard and the only other person in the studio with me is
1: Andy Brad Bernard
0: Yeah we got the skeleton crew today Um, we got some great guests coming up we're going to be talking about the Amber Geiger case and then later we have Steffi Slays from Women of Wrestling so we are going to take a quick commercial break and be right back
3: Stop out to Walser, Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb.
0: Oh, it's one of those days. We are back. Um, Tom had to take a couple days off to deal with some friends and family stuff. So, the rest of some so here's some programming notes. Tomorrow and Friday we'll be doing a best of, and we'll be back in our new studio hopefully <laughs> on Monday. It's coming together. Um, it's been kind of a whirlwind, but we are very grateful that this company that we're been able to stay here as a temporary space until we can find a new one. So I'm hoping, is everything going okay on your end, Andy? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) We don't need any more hiccups. Um, Another thing I also wanted to mention, since uh, we're not going to be on tomorrow, we were going to have my husband Dave Schrader on to... Uh, promote the new holzer files now he was on kq this morning but if anybody's interested you can always private message me too as well if you need the info but he his new show the holzer files will be premiering tomorrow october 3rd on travel channel it'll be 9 p.m eastern time now on october 4th they are having a special haunted Salem Live, it's a four-hour live ghost hunt event in Salem, Massachusetts. They are going to be investigating some of the, you know, prominent locations that were part of the the Salem Witch Trials, you know, eons ago. Uh, John Proctor's house, I think Giles Corey's house, uh, a couple of the other locations, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, that's going to be a live, so it's going to be, there's, I think it's Pacific time, it's 5 p.m., Mountain time, it'll be 6 p.m., central time, 7 p.m., and then eastern time, 8 p.m. So you can always private message me, too, if you have any questions about that. If you DVR these shows, make sure you watch them within two to three days after recording it. And if you're not able to, just play it in the background, because what happens is is, um, people have all these favorite shows, but then they wait three months, and then they just binge watch them, and then they cancel the show because their ratings were tanked. Well, what happens is if you DVR something and if you wait too long to um, watch it, it doesn't register in the ratings, so they don't think people are watching it, which is, I think, is kind of stupid. But so yeah, if you have, if you want to DVR it, just try and make sure you at least play it within two to three days, and you can always go back and you know sit down and actually watch it. Because um, I know we have we have that issue at home because we have so many shows on our DVR, and it's like oh, it gets overwhelming if you, you know eons of hours of television watching, yet you have no time to do it. Do you DVR a lot? Or do you you even have cable?
1: Yeah, we have cable. We don't use it nearly as much as anything else, but Mm -hmm. we actually just canceled Netflix. So, Oh, really?
0: See, we're thinking about cutting the cord. We have Mm -hmm. DirecTV right now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just... You can get everything now, like on Hulu and, yep. you know, Amazon Prime. Yeah, sometimes you have to wait, and that's what sucks. You know, when they, a new season comes out, they, they won't put it on Netflix or Amazon or something till like, six months after the season has ended. But it's worth it if you want to save a couple hundred bucks a month. It's ridiculous how much cable costs. But when you think about it, if you're going to a la carte it and do Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu... Now, the new Disney streaming service will be launching in November, although that w- looked reasonably priced. I think it was like $70 for the year. Yeah. You got a discount if you paid annually.
1: We'll probably get that.
0: Yeah, I, I will, because I, I love Disney. I love Marvel. I love Pixar. I love all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think eventually here we're just going to cut the cord. I, I can't fathom spending that kind of money on cable Mm-mm. when I don't even have time to watch TV. The only time I have time to watch TV is when I'm laying in bed, going through emails, and so it's like I'm trying to multitask and pay attention to what I'm watching, which isn't isn't uh, the greatest way to, you know, get involved in the show. But it's the best I can do. So, but yeah, that's what's going on with Dave. Yeah, he was on KQ this morning. So yeah, check it out. It's going to be a, a the now the Holzer files. If anybody knows anything about the paranormal, Hans Holzer was kind of the godfather of ghost hunting he was the first real american ghost hunter that actually investigated recorded things that he experienced and and during his events investigations and a lot of the cases uh, that he did didn't really have closure so what they did is um, alexandra holzer uh, hans holzer's daughter uh, opened up the case files for the show for them to go back and reinvestigate some of hans holzer's um stuff that he you know recorded and and documented and stuff like that and they have some surprising uh revelations on how things weren't appeared as they seemed to appear to Hans Holzer so I'm really excited and Dave Dave has been busting ass with this show and um I've been staying at home at, you know holding down the home front with all the kids but um Yeah, I'm really excited for him. I'm really excited for the whole crew. We have Cindy Kaza, who is the psychic medium. Shane Pittman, who is the tech guy on the show. He handles all the equipment and uh, goes over the evidence and stuff like that. And Dave's kind of like the, uh, I guess he's kind of like the center person just to kind of hold everything together and does the research and the interviews and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to see this come together and hopefully you know if guys all tune in and watch there'll be a season two so that's what's going on on my end um obviously the news is political 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 Mm -hmm. so we'll just stay away Ooh, there's a bronx zoo visitor encounters enclosure and taunts why would you go into an enclosure and taunt a lion (laughs) you're not gonna win Mm. oh my gosh all right, I got to read this story. Bronx zoo visitor enters enclosure and taunts lion. She danced, waved hands in front of the animal. Oh, you're lucky.
1: Yeah, she didn't die.
0: <sighs> the Bronx Zoo says a woman who climbed inside the lion exhibit and appeared to taunt one of the animals is lucky she wasn't killed or seriously injured. In a vid, oh, there's a video captured by a bystander Saturday. The woman waves at the apparently puzzled male lion and dances. The woman has not been identified. Police say they are not informed of the incident until Tuesday when the zoo filed a complaint for criminal trespass, reports CNN. This action was a serious violation of unlawful trespass and that could have resulted in a serious injury or death, the zoo said in the statement. We have a zero tolerance policy on trespass and violation of barriers. The zoo told police that there was a moat with a 14 foot drop between the line where the woman was standing. Well, that, that ain't going to stop the lion. He's, <laughs> if he wants her, he's going to get it. Why would you do that? Why are people so
1: dumb? And what attention on social media.
0: But to put your life at risk like that, mm. I just, I I don't understand.
1: I'm guessing she wasn't the smartest person on earth.
0: Well, here's somebody who isn't smart as well. Um, a Louisiana woman charged with domestic abuse and child endangerment. Can you guess what she used?
1: Hmm... <laughs> Some sort of cooking implement.
0: No, a hmm. woman is facing charges after turning Nerf guns on to, on the husband she accused of cheating, according to Louisiana police. Aunt T. Pam or Fam allegedly brandished the plastic toys with foam darts before chasing her husband out of the West Monroe home. I'm sorry. This is, this is what I do with my kids. We have Nerf gun fights. And down the road on Monday night, she was still holding the Nerf guns when the police arrived and later admitted to the assault according to the affidavit, which notes the husband suffered minor cuts to his face and arm. What kind of darts was she using? Um, she is charged with one count of domestic child endangerment. Well, uh, Child abuse I don't know
1: about endangerment. It's a Nerf gun.
0: As miners, oh, because the miners were at home, were at home at the time that she uh, assaulted her husband with Nerf guns. But still. Oh my God, that's hilarious! That's hilarious. Um. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Our guest is calling. Andy, can you take that and let him know that we're, mm-hmm. yeah, to to assault somebody with a nerf gun, you gotta oh, you gotta have some balls. I um yeah, I I'm just getting a visualization, and for the cops to be called, the cops to be called. nope uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, the cops to be called for nerf guns. That that just baffles me. I personally think this is hilarious and I wouldn't, I don't know. I think people are just trying to get attention, but yeah, she's got She's in jail because she used a Nerf gun. So, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 political. Well, we're also going to talk, actually, I'll um, bring up the topic right now. Uh, the guest on the line, uh, we are talking about the Amber Geiger case is found guilty of murder. Um, no, Andy, have you followed this case at all? Have you heard about this Amber Geiger case?
1: Um, I've heard of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, this they're calling could... in at
1: forty-five, by the way, not twenty-five. I don't oh, know okay, why.
0: all right, but um, hey. well, he'll be coming up at eleven forty-five then. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we can kind of prelude with this case. Uh, Amber Geiger is a former police officer, and from what I gather, she went to her apartment, well, she thought she went to her apartment her apartment I think she went to the apartment above her instead of hers, and when she mm-hmm. went in, she saw a man standing there, and she just point blank shot him. Yeah,
1: I'm guessing and she was drunk or high or something you
0: would I, she had to have, how could you not know you're not in your own apartment? Yeah that to me is um baffling, and you know and she's trying you know she was convicted and found guilty today, or maybe even as we speak, the sentencing hearing is going on. She could be facing life in prison. Um, we'll keep you updated if something breaks on that. But, um, you know, and of course, uh, the she's a, a white woman, and she shot a black man, point-blank range. Um, so there's that line that, that's been drawn in the sand. So, you know, Black Lives Matter has been involved and stuff like that. I don't know what her state of mind was for her to to pull a weapon. She said she was scared. But you would think you would know you're not in your apartment.
1: You would think.
0: I don't know. Something like she parked in the wrong parking ramp and I I don't know. She doesn't... Something's fishy with her. You know, she sounds like she's crazy. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll be talking with uh, a lawyer about that and find the ins and outs and maybe we, by then we'll have word of the sentencing who knows um but yeah that's that's a case that i that there's something weird about it i don't think she's telling the whole truth on that um sh- 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 well it doesn't matter
1: I, anymore because she's convicted
0: yep yeah, yep yeah, she's she's toast god every story is just so political oh gosh well, of course, mm-hmm. we're getting, well, we can, uh... Well,
1: even this story's political.
0: Yeah. Well, it, ha- it has, yeah, it's gotten political because it's kind of the, the black and white thing. Um, well, the big news, you know, in the entertainment industry is the whole Joker movie. Now, I know Tim Lammers, Mike Bryant, and I believe Philly Dog went and saw it last night. I was supposed to go, but I had my son's playoff game. I had to attend. Um, but Joaquin Phoenix takes on the controversy... Uh, over the joker and he talks about how he embraced the dark side of it Mm -hmm. and it says joaquin Phoenix has never been shy about going to the dark side but with critics saying the actor's new movie joker glorifies angry loners the kind who will shoot up movie theaters he talks to joe hagan from vanity fair about playing the role and coping with the dark stuff that tortured fish what his brother river's death and his parents being in a weird cult. That's true. They were in like this weird Oh gosh, what was it? It was kind of like a a hippie version of Seventh Day Advent Ad, How do you say it?
1: Seventh Day Adventists?
0: Adventists. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was something like that. I think they were kind of like doomsday type people, but they were they were kind of like gypsies. They would just roam and lit hmm. camp and they lived like hippies. Um now Joaquin Phoenix to m- oh yeah it's the Children of God cult that's what it's called, uh, but I don't know I I kind of I'm I'm hoping that this movie does well because I think this is probably the closest version of Heath Ledger's Joker that we've had in a long time because the one that they yeah. portrayed in Suicide Squads with Jared Leto was nothing. Yeah, clo- no. I, I don't even know what that was. I People didn't, didn't like, like that. Mm-mm not at all. I mean, you have the iconic Jack Nicholson. You know, um mm-hmm. he to me was more of a the sixth, you know, the the Batman series Joker with it was Cesar Romero played the Joker. Um that to me was he did great on that, but Heath Ledger's Joker complete that that was like the psyche of the Joker from the comic books. And he really portrayed it well, and I think this is kind of a prelude to kind of show how he, how the Joker of Heath Ledger got yeah. to where he was. So I don't know. I think it's going to be good. It's, it looks kind of depressing though. So I think I might just wait for it to come out on Redbox and um, sit at home and watch it. Uh, I don't know. I I haven't. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's too depressing. So, I don't know. If you're a comic book fan, I think you'll really enjoy this one because it kind of gives that that psychotic feel of the Joker, which you really got in the comic books. Yeah. Um, You didn't really get that in the TV show and then when Jack Nicholson portrayed the Joker in uh, the Batman movies with Michael Keaton. I mean, he was crazy, but you didn't get that psychotic feel about him. I'm not sure, but... We do have to take a quick break. When we get back, um, we'll talk a little bit more news and then we'll bring on our guests to talk about the Amber Geiger case. So we will be right back.
3: Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
1: Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: We are back here uh, with the family. I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard. Um, I just got this news story. Uh, sad to report, everybody around here who knows who Mike Veck is, he is the owner of the St. Saint Paul Saints, or co-owner of the St. Saint Paul Saints, but, um, sad to report that his daughter, Rebecca, at the age of 27, has passed away, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. She lost her long battle with Batten disease. It's a nervous system disorder that gets worse over time and is usually fatal by the time a person is in their teens. So, she... You know, overcame the her teen years with it. So, um, but Mike Beck owns the St. Saint Paul Saints and the Charleston River Dogs. Rebecca often came to the games when she was in town and was well known at the ballpark. And in a statement, the same Saint, the Saints. Tells five eyewitness news that our hearts break for the Vec family. Rebecca has been part of the Saints family since she was old enough to talk. Her smile and joy warmed the hearts of those she met. Rebecca will truly be missed. Well, that's real sad. That um, twenty-seven years old. Mm. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the Vec family. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it, it's it's sad enough that you know, I, my stepdaughter Ripley has a type one di- diabetes. And that is a constant, constant worry on our minds all the time. Is she, you know, is her blood sugars okay? Um, Especially when she goes low and, you know, we, we do everything we can, but, you know, stuff happens in life and, you know, it was a little over a year ago, we almost lost her because she had diabetic ketoacidosis. And she had so much ketones build up in her blood, which caused her blood to become acidic, which is basically poison for your body. And um, that was terrifying, terrifying. And to have a child with an illness, it's it's never an easy thing to to deal with on a daily basis, but you learn. So, you know, I can't imagine having a daughter with a nervous system disease and to know that one day that day will come and gosh oh my heart breaks for him I you know but our heart you know thoughts and prayers to them I it's sad but um what can you do um let's see I'm trying to find news stories that aren't political it's just it's it's <laughs> you could spend five hours trying to find yep. it. it's you know well obviously another thing that Popped up. I know it's political, but Bernie Sanders um, had to get. He, I think, he's having like heart surgery because he had some chest discomfort, and he has to go under a procedure. He had two stents inserted today, so he's suspending his campaign right now. Um, It says Bernie Sanders had a procedure for an artery blockage. A rep confirms Um, the 2020 Democratic contender experienced some chest discomfort while he was at an event Tuesday. A blockage was discovered, in one of the 78-year-old's arteries and two stents were placed. The AP explains that the procedure involves threading a tiny balloon into the blocked artery to expand it, and then they insert a stent, which is a wire mesh tube that can be inserted to maintain the artery's opening state. Now, I would be concerned if I was Bernie Sanders, because if you're having health issues on a campaign, that doesn't look good for your... No. Prospects to get put into office because whether you're a Bernie Sanders supporter or not, I don't know if I want somebody in office that's going to have health issues all the time. You know mm. what I mean? Especially if he, you know, I don't even know who his running mate would be because if something happened, God forbid, while he was in office, um, obviously the vice president would take over. Um, so, well, hopefully he'll recover and get back on the campaign trail. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might hurt him in the long run. I I don't even know how... Where is he in the standings? Is he... Have you heard any... I haven't been following. I haven't either. (laughs) I'm trying to stay away from... Maybe once
1: they lower it from 30 candidates to, like, maybe uh five-ish. But as it stands, there's just too many people.
0: Oh. Well, this one's an interesting story. Decades-long serial killer case ends with a confession. In South Korea, Lee Chung-jae admitted to 14 murders, but statute of limitations has run out. On murder? I guess in South Korea yeah, they have a...
1: no statute of limitations on murder here.
0: Yeah, it says police have only able to link him to a handful of rapes and murders in South Korea, but a suspected serial killer has just confessed to many more. The New York Times reports that 56-year-old Lee Chung-jae, already in prison for life for raping and killing his sister-in-law, has confessed to nine murders he is suspected of the i'm going to butcher this hung song <laughs> i don't know uh, between 1986 and 1991 in addition to five more rapes and murders there and elsewhere her uh, per police investigator bang jisu that's not all lee who used to work for the construction firm is also said to have clean come clean on 30 other 30 other rapes, and attempted rapes. The victims range in age from 14 to 71 and were all strangled. Some of their bodies had been mutilated with everything from forks and razors to umbrellas. Wow. So he can't even be charged for these because they have a statute of limitation. Yep. That's ridiculous. They
1: removed it in 2015, but that doesn't apply retroactively, so... Wow. God. It was 15 years originally. And then they extended it to 25 in 2007.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean. Which is
1: still, it's weird to have a statute of limitations on that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. But, you know, he he already is going to be serving life in prison.
1: Yeah. So he can say anything he wants. It doesn't really matter. Whether yeah. he did it or not won't affect anything. It just gets him in the news. It gets him more attention.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the victim's families, the ones that he confessed to that he can't get charged for, at least they know he's put away and he can't do it to other people. Yeah. But you know, I—it's I, hard because, like in America here, you know, we want justice all the time. We want justice. We whether they're i mean, there could be people in jail, and they people still want them charged with their the crime that you know they've been victimized by, and they wanted it added to that person so it's publicly known. Um, but I. You know, if I was a, one of these family members, I'd be like, you want to know what? He's in jail for life. He can't hurt anybody else. I feel justice is being served. Because um, I, I, I don't even know if they have, like, a death penalty in South Korea or not. You would think after... I believe
1: they... I know they did recently.
0: hmm Because I'm assuming... Because he was putting prison for life for raping and killing his Mm sister-in-law so he's already killed somebody that he's already been charged with and found guilty of so i don't know if
1: yep they do have it in south korea
0: okay so raping and killing his sister-in-law wouldn't give him the death penalty so i i don't know if even adding this would even give it give him the death penalty or not
1: man they have 300 people on death row in south korea (laughs) oh really seems like a lot for such a small country
0: yeah I know well mm. it but it's like that here we have people on debt that's been sitting on death roll for it's, like 20 years yeah
1: that's how it is everywhere
0: i I don't understand I know there's an appeals process and they appeal it you know and then that appeal gets turned down so then they file another appeal I don't know if that's what's drawing it all out or or what but um I don't know that's I don't know That's strange to me. But I uh, hear the guest is calling, Andy. Mm. Uh, can you answer? Um, yeah, so I that to me is very bizarre. Um, but we are going to have our guest on now to talk about the uh, Amber uh, we'll Geiger case. Right uh,
1: just plug it in. Do I have to hit speaker or anything?
0: No. Let me we just plug in the guest.
1: Cool.
0: So we have our guest on the light. Is it Scott Maker?
4: It's like major, like Colonel Lieutenant. Oh
0: major. Okay. That's what I was yeah. wondering. I'm like, but I'm not it doesn't look it doesn't look right to me. I know,
4: it's crazy. Just spell it like major and the the firm if you need the firm name is Major Peruus. If you per- need that, I don't know. And Perfect, I'm a, perfect. You know, I'm an accomplished trial lawyer, national trial lawyer, you know.
0: That's done awesome. things all
4: across the country, been on every major television station, whatever you want to say.
0: Well, we've been we've been kind of we kind of preluded talking about the Amber Geiger case. Um, I know mm-hmm. the sentencing. Have they started the sentencing? sense They have. Sen, oh, I can't speak today. Words are hard. Um, oh, so they yeah. have started that uh, proceeding. Yeah, that
4: process, and you know, understanding exactly what happened here and why she was convicted, I think, would be helpful for the listeners. And a lot of people just don't understand either what really happened or why she was convicted of murder versus acquitted, mm-hmm. even though the Judge gave very favorable instructions for the defense.
0: Well, can you give us a little backstory on the case and what it actually happened and why she was arrested and charged with murder or manslaughter? Yeah.
4: Sure. She went to the, she was coming home late at night and she went into her apartment complex and had um, parked on the fourth floor instead of the third floor, wasn't paying attention, was, uh, um sexting or uh, ex- you know expressing illicit text between her and her her uh, uh police partner who had unfortunately was married even though she was having relations with him mm-hmm. and didn't notice the skylight or or the giant red doormat in front of this guy's door went to put her key in the door the door was ajar she uh pushed the door open didn't realize that there was a missing table or giant TV there and uh, apparently, you know, drew her weapon and uh, shot this guy who was sitting eating ice cream. And um, she was in, indicted, charged originally of manslaughter, and then it was up to murder. And then a trial occurred to uh, proceed to determine whether or not she could be acquitted. And as part of that illustration of what happened, the um, jury was instructed as to not only what's called the castle defense, which is in, in in Texas and Florida, it's very common, where you can stand your ground if you're in your own place and somebody comes upon you and is going to commit some deadly act and you're in reasonable fear of your life, but also on what's called the mistake of fact defense, which in my opinion should not have been instructed on, but they did anyway, which basically said that you should acquit if you believe that Miss Geiger believed she was reasonably in her apartment and therefore had the ability to use uh, deadly force. Uh, The jury looked beyond that and found that she wasn't reasonable. She had no business uh, shooting this individual and um, convicted her of of murder. In in addition to that, uh, a lot of people don't understand that there was a 911 call that was played and during the 911 call, while she says 19 times that she uh, um, uh, thought she was in her own apartment, she doesn't render aid to him and is busy text messaging her partner, saying that she messed up and she needs his assistance. She did not use her mic, which was on her, where she could have called in the cavalry and had police and paramedics there within minutes,
0: mm-hmm. instead
4: of you know 10 or 15 minutes later when the police officers came. The guy ended up dying.
0: Yeah. Now, when she entered the apartment, because now if I entered the wrong home or the wrong apartment and the lights were on, I would realize, oh, this isn't my place. These aren't my things. Was the lights on? I mean, how could she not realize that's not her own apartment?
4: Hard to imagine, even though it was in the evening, if that were the case. Mm -hmm. uh, There was a TV playing, but as a police officer, different than you or I, Mm -hmm. police officers have to rely on their training. Their training is to know, to observe, to be aware. Why didn't, upon seeing that the door was ajar and seeing somebody was there, why didn't she back out of the room and call for assistance? She didn't testify that he had a weapon. Mm -hmm. She didn't testify very effectively that he had anything in his hand that would indicate that he was going to kill her. The shot itself, you know, went in. At a, at a trajectory from up to down, meaning he was either sitting or he was leaning forward, cowering, as opposed to coming at her in some violent way. So it, it really, it really begged, you know, uh, 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 your indulgence to try to understand how it is that she was in her own apartment. But even if you wanted to believe that she had so many opportunities to avoid that and, and really could have properly saved this guy's life if she had gotten help there sooner.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, because I watched a little news clip. Yeah, she didn't call for backup. She didn't call for assistance or render any type of first aid to him. So, And she was just sitting there texting her partner, which he can't do anything about it. Um, It it seems like she just had a knee-jerk reaction to grab her gun and just point and shoot. Um, Now, did any of the neighbors or anything say they heard any type of, like, a warning, like uh, her yelling, saying, get out of my place? um sure sure she claims that that she uh yelled
4: at him to show his hands and to back off and and he failed to respond and that was contradicted by other people who said they did not hear such things uh come out of her mouth and i I think when you think about it from the standpoint of training while you and i might be surprised to enter a particular home mm -hmm. and might use a weapon in a different way a police officer is much more skilled and two things that were important number 1 that she probably should not have discharged her weapon but number 2 she could have called for backup she was really not in fear of her life and what's interesting is that when you take a look at her testimony she cried profusely during her entire testimony mm-hmm. but yet when she called 911 she didn't cry at all and and why wasn't she crying then if she was so you know horrified by this whole thing and why didn't she say on the 911 call oh my god I thought he was going to kill me all she said was I thought it was my apartment I thought it was my apartment and probably because she wasn't paying much attention it's really hard when you look at this giant red neon red doormat that's right in front of the house how you could bend down to, you know or lean forward to put your key in and not see that mat just don't think she was paying attention and she was probably involved in some you know texting stuff that was distracting her she made a mistake it's, it's just an awful thing But you have to pay the consequences of that when you use a deadly weapon improperly.
0: Yes. Well, we have to take a quick break. Uh, Can you hang on with us for another segment? Of course. Okay, we'll be right back after these messages. We are back. I'm Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard. Um, we have our guests. We've been talking about the Amber Geiger case. This is, case is just kind of baffling to me. And to know that somebody, some a police officer, she's a police officer, and to have that knee-jerk reaction to pull your weapon and to shoot a gun, and an unarmed man in his own home, that's some scary business. And maybe, you know... Uh, I don't know. Maybe she wasn't cut out to be a cop or something. I'm not well, sure. But you really? <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's had any other discipl- disciplinary actions put against her. Um, but we'll we're gonna sit here and continue with our guest um, Scott, who is a, an attorney, a trial attorney. So now, so we kind of covered what happened in the case. Now we'll, let's go into the trial and find out exactly what happened in the trial, in which. Um, she Was she trying to say that she was, um, not in, not in plead insanity, but did she just say she wasn't in the right state of mind when this happened? Or what was her excuse? Okay, her, her contention using mm-hmm. Texas law
4: was that she believed she was in her own apartment. And the law says in Texas that if you believe, if you reasonably believe you're in your own apartment, and you reasonably believe that you are in fear of your life Mm -hmm. you can use what's called the castle doctrine this doctrine that says that you can stand your ground essentially and you can you know shoot with deadly force and Mm -hmm. her position was that she had no reason to kill him she wasn't a racist person she wasn't didn't go in with a premeditation to kill him she came up to her door the door appeared ajar she walked inside she was startled by a, a a large man who, you know, did not respond to her requests that she show his hands and she discharged her weapon because she felt that she was in fear of her life. That, that was her argument. And mm-hmm. in the jury instructions, that is the instructions that the jury has to follow, it actually provided what's called a mistake of fact defense that said that if you reasonably believed you were in your home, then you can be acquitted even though you used deadly force because you're mistaken in using that deadly force. And even though I personally disagreed with that jury instruction being given, that really helped the defense. And then they got up and talked about, you should stay away from all of the extraneous information. That is the information about she was texting with her former partner and making inappropriate statements and things like that. And you should focus on whether or not she was reasonable in believing she was in her own apartment and if so you should acquit under the jury instructions which required them to acquit in that scenario so it appeared powerful for her to be able to use this defense to get an acquittal and the way to beat that conviction was beat that acquittal would be to go and explain to the jury how many times she missed opportunities to see it wasn't her place and Mm -hmm. then to show the unreasonable nature of her behavior and then juxtapose that together with some of the improper comments she made and her lack of remorse initially and her desire to protect herself to show that maybe in fact she shouldn't be acquitted And that's what happened in this particular case.
0: Now, has she had any any complaints while she was serving as a police officer, Um, you know, separate from this case, obviously? Like, if she had any run-ins with uh, people that have come back and complained about her behavior towards them as a police officer? Um, Anything of that nature?
4: Yeah, sure. It's interesting you raise that because there's a couple of things that are of of import. One of them is she, she did have an officer related shooting where she had previously shot somebody for taking her taser away. Um, and then she had also previously been, she applied to two other police departments before she got this job and was turned down. We don't know the reasons why. Um, but she was not necessarily some sort of problem person who had had run ins and things like that. It's just the training you have to ask yourself. Why wasn't she either better trained or why wasn't she paying attention, you know, when she's entering a home and she realizes, you know, that somebody's in the home and she has the ability to back out, the ability to call for the entire police department to come. They would come immediately. And then when she accidentally shoots him, she could have the opportunity to get everybody out there immediately. And so by getting those people out there immediately, she admitted she might have been able to save the guy's life. So, even if you made a mistake, you might have been able to save the guy's life. So, there were different component parts. The biggest one being it seems incredible that, that she was in her wrong apartment. But th- th- these component parts put together tended to show, wow, this is something that you really can't excuse.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean,
4: you well, know. One
1: it- obvious question is yeah. was there a toxicology report, and do we know the results of it?
4: Yeah. She did not have a problem. In any way hmm. uh, with with her facilities or, or, or capabilities, interestingly enough, she had sort of suggested in her defense that she had come off a twelve or fifteen hour shift, and it had been she was somewhat tired. I thought that was a mistake because it was belied by the facts that they had text messages showing that she was going to have some sort of sexual rendezvous with this uh, with this for, with this former partner of hers you know who was a who was married at the time it, it just to me that was a total backfire but the reality is she wasn't uh, compromised in her mental you know or emotional faculties
0: well i mean unless she was so embodied on on this sexting with her partner it, you know cell phones they're they're very distracting they they take you out of your element out of your environment i mean look how many parents that we have every summer, that leave their kids in the car, they completely forget it. They're sitting there on their phones, texting, not paying attention. People are so wrapped up, they're they're not aware of what's going on. It's almost like cell phones. I think can influence you, not you know physically, but mentally, impair you like alcohol or marijuana. I mean, they kind of draw you out of your surroundings, and you know we have issues of people texting and driving and stuff. So I mean, I could see. How you know she would be texting? Opens the door. Oh my God! There's a guy in my place. And then the normal person would be like, "Wait a minute! This isn't my place." Oh, geez. I'm sorry. and Not immediately pull a gun. I mean, <laughs> to me, that's that's very knee jerk. And then to not um, give the guy assistance at all is is especially as a police officer, you're you're vowed to protect and serve. Now if you accidentally shoot somebody or you, you realize you screwed up, you still have to do your job and help that guy out. So yeah, she I think she was just trying to cover her own ass and she knew she did wrong and I and you know, for her to use this excuse and that 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 castle thing to me is kind of like if you reasonably think you're in your own home, well either you are or you aren't. I it's to me I don't mm. know why that what 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 how did that come about that castle
4: sure how did that come about let me explain that yes so typically you're exactly right typically the castle doctrine is designed to protect when you're in your home an intruder comes in he has a gun okay it's not your job to run and hide under the bed You're, you're entitled to defend your family and yourself by, for example, shooting that person and killing them, and they call that the castle doctrine. Came back from the 1500s from a famous English comment, you know, that about a man's home is his castle. And and the reality of this in this situation was not just the castle doctrine, but really more to combining the castle doctrine with what's called the mistake of fact defense. Mm-hmm. And that defense provides that if you're mistaken in your belief about something it may eliminate a particular uh, defense so let me give you an example let's suppose that i shot into a car and i thought that the car was empty mm-hmm. and it turns out that somebody in the car was lying you know on the seat i couldn't see them and so they were killed well the mistake of fact defense would oftentimes eliminate a charge of murder because I didn't intend to kill anybody. I was recklessly shooting into a car. There might be a lesser included offense, but the mistake of fact provides that. In this particular case, the defense was able to get the judge to instruct the jury that essentially, if you believed you were in your own apartment, then you had the justifiable right to shoot the person, which I completely disagree with. But having said that, They gave him that defense, and so it sounded like to the jury and to the defense, okay, well then here's a chance to acquit Amber Geiger because you can say that 19 times in the 911 call she said, you know, I'm in the wrong apartment. And if you believe that, then maybe she could have used force and therefore it would eliminate the intentional act requirement that's necessary for murder. And the jury realized that, that wasn't the case, you know, looked beyond that instruction and basically found she had no reasonable belief. There was no reasonable justification to believe that she was in her own apartment. And I think when you combine that with her failure to render aid and some of the inappropriate text messages and some of the stuff she said that was somewhat racist, uh, I think that 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 conglomeration really did her wrong. And a lot of people thought she would be be uh, acquitted. I predict she would be convicted, you know, in in on day two, mm-hmm. and uh, very very few people agreed. But I guess I was right.
0: Yeah. So well, I was, it it only took the jury what twenty four hours to come to a verdict. Oh, it was a six. Hour- it took
4: six hours to do it, and, oh, and you know they went through the testimony and things like that. That's not necessarily a short time, but it's not a long time. Mm-hmm. But the reality was that they realize the injustice here. And let's just make something clear. I have a father who's a judge. I have a a law partner who's a federal law enforcement official. I've got a brother who's a cop. You'd think I'd run right to the defense of the police. Well, Mm -hmm. this was wrong, and and this shouldn't have happened, and she is paying the price for a mistake that she made.
0: Now, uh, is the Gene family, are they they satisfied? I mean, do they feel satisfied, or are they still waiting for the sentencing to find out what exactly... Her sentencing is going to be because I saw some, you know, quotes and stuff that they're having a hard time dealing with this, losing, you know, a brother and a son and stuff like that. So um, I feel bad for the family, especially when it this has to be drug out in the public. Um, I know they've had a lot of people rally around them to, to help seek justice, and I hope justice is served. Because from what I gathered with this case that yes she is guilty she should be charged she should serve time for being reckless with a weapon especially to be a police officer and be reckless with a weapon that to me is scary and um you know i hope she i I personally i think she should get life in prison because you can't just go around shooting somebody willy-nilly and then not even render them aid now i understand accidents happen um you know she said that she was scared i get that but you know especially as a cop like you said you you have training you're supposed to react a certain way um normally you would think if if she got into a wrong apartment she would have drawn her weapon and held it there and then realize it but no it seems like she just pulled that weapon and pulled the trigger and and um now we're sitting here waiting for her sentencing because she killed an innocent unarmed man. So She
4: did she did kill an innocent unarmed man. Mm-hmm. She did make a mistake. She should have to pay the penalty of that mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, she I don't think that she's a a, a, a a was a horrible person who maliciously and intentionally went in the room intending to kill the person, mm-hmm. but she made a fatal mistake and she should pay the penalty for that. What's happening now is you're having testimony that is uh, on the sentencing portion of the case and likely, you know, a very emotional testimony from the mother and other people. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have some testimony in her defense showing, you know, that she otherwise, you know, was a, was a decent human being who made a terrible mistake and you shouldn't sentence her to life imprisonment. You should sentence her to five years or 10 years or 15 years or something, something less than that, whatever the sentence will be. It will be substantial. I know that they're very – I know that the family is very grateful that there was a conviction for Mm -hmm. murder. I'm sure it will be appealed, but there was a conviction for murder. But um, I think unless there is an unusually small sentence, which I don't think there will be, I think they'll be very pleased about the result of that. And they'll have a very good civil lawsuit.
0: Well, good. Well, hopefully, yep, hopefully justice will be served and the, and the family will at least take some satisfaction in that because losing a family member, there's no replacement for that. But at You're least, right. uh, you know, they can find some solace in to know that she is um, being punished for her crime and taking away their family member. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, It was very informative. And, yeah, like I, I will post any updates with this case, you know, once especially once the sentencing has been read and she, you know, everything is said and done. Um, we'll definitely have to have you back on some more cases. I'll keep in touch with the publicist about that. And, That'd you know, be great.
4: Thanks so much. I, re- I really appreciate it. It sounds like a great show. And look forward to helping you guys in any way you need.
0: Well, thanks for joining the skeleton crew today. It's kind of a, it's one of those days. But yeah, thank you so much for your time, and we'll keep in touch.
4: You have a wonderful day. Be well.
0: You too. Well, yeah, I mean – you know, we have Officer Dave who constantly texts our calls and stuff. And, you know, it sounds to me that she just wasn't fit to be a cop.
1: Well, no, she totally wasn't. She was a panicky idiot.
0: Yeah, and, you know, being a cop, it takes a good, a solid mental state to be a police officer. The daily things that you have to see and do every day and and to have a deadly weapon and to know that you're not mentally capable of handling that. hmm uh, you know, I I, I, I they just, made a
1: mistake convicting her for murder though. You think so? Cuz murder means that she went into the apartment specifically so she could kill mm-hmm. a black guy that she doesn't know just cuz she's that racist, which is obviously an absurd thing to think. Which yep. is why I think it's going to give her an angle to get the case thrown out.
0: Oh, to if win they had an appeal.
1: Convi- yeah. If they can convicted her of manslaughter, it would be open and shut. Obviously, she's mm-hmm. guilty of manslaughter by any reasonable definition, but murder just doesn't make any sense, but that's what juries do. They get emotional and they say, no, we have to punish her as much as we can, even if it doesn't make any legal sense.
0: Yeah, because it, it says that the, um, the jurors were given the option of finding her guilty of a lesser offense of manslaughter. So I'm assuming the jury is the one that upped it to You know, basically that's said no. That's what it sounds
1: like. Which yeah, that's it, why you don't let juries choose the uh, the conviction.
0: Yeah, and we don't know what the demographics of the jury was either, because mm. this is you know a white woman against uh who killed a black man. So it's like yeah. You know, I don't know if that had a part to play in it with the jury or what, but he did say that she had some racist texts and stuff like that. So I don't know because you know we weren't in the courtroom. We don't know the case, but we are going to take a break. We are going to come back into the second hour and in uh, later in the hour we are going to have Steffi Slays, who is from Women of Wrestling. I guess that you know it premiered back in September, but I think she has a big upcoming um, matchup. So and we also have. Uh, rowdy Roddy Piper's daughter, Teal Piper, who has been wrestling in it as well. So we'll be right back.